welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Oh, no, uh, no shop view, huh? Uh, I can if you want. You want some cool cars in there? I got like an Audi and a Lamborghini in there. Definitely. You want? Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. See if yeah, I can switch the kids. Switch the kids. Family came to the rescue. Oh. Oh, okay. You want to let them play? No, you're good. Can I trade you guys? What? So we can have some cars in the background? No. Sweet. All right. Leah, can I steal that uh, chair from you, baby? No. Say hi to Mr. Marty. Hello. Make sure this is off so it doesn't start. Or do you want, you want like the, the bitching Kia Soul in the background? Whichever. Oh, looky there. Um, nice. Are you driving it? Audio R10. I can if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. Sweet. All right. I'll see you guys in a little bit. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. Please go out there. We're going to start recording. Ready when you are. You sure? Yeah. As ready as I'll ever be today. <laughs> well, I was pissing and moaning the whole time about it all day. I told Jazz, like, you just can't have to put up with me being bitter about it because... It's like, even if they showed up, like, I just sent them a message, like, I just want to let you guys know, like, y'all, y'all fucked up my family day. Um, it's not like, there's nothing you're going to do right now. Like, just don't even bother showing up. Cause if you show up, I'm not going to treat you fair today. I'm in a super bad mood. I guess I got a good smile for a bad mood. Yeah. You're putting on, you're doing good, man. <laughs> <laughs> just lay it on thick. Everything's I would, fine. I wouldn't be uh, recording right now, so I appreciate it, man. I really do. Yeah, it's all good. We got you. All right, you ready? Three, yep. two, one. Hey, welcome to another edition of Rad. Uh, what are we going to call this one? Uh, Rad Mental Thinking? Yeah. All right. Yep, that's we, it, man. We are uh, following up as we continue the series on uh, the mental game of detailing. And wanted to jump in and dive in with you to get a different perspective. Uh, and definitely as we see the shop back in the background, uh, 
Josh, give us a brief 30 seconds. Uh, who are you? Who's rad detailing? And uh, why is there such a pretty sexy car back there? Well, so we got the Audi R8 in today, uh, getting that prep and ready for delivery tomorrow. Oh, no, um, the Kia. The Kia behind oh, uh, oh, dang. The Kia behind over there. That's that's the pretty sexy one over there. Yeah, there Soul, we go. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> and so I'm Josh Parks with uh, Rad Detail in Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, it's my third year in business right now, and uh, we're just trying to do the raddest details we can. And kicking ass and taking names. That's right, man. Definitely. Definitely. So, Josh, uh, I know uh, over the years as you've grown in business, there's been a lot of things that go through your mind. Uh, we call it the mental game. It's a, uh, it's a regular battle that we all face, whether it's positive or negative. There's a lot of us that have uh, a mental game that's very positive and we're always in the right direction and many of us are going uh, about it the correct way. Uh, there's some of those uh, detailers and just people in general that seem to always have that optimistic, that uh, go get them mentality and the, the, the world's golden and, you know, they're going to find the rainbow all the time, right? There's, there's some of those. And then the rest of us normal people uh, deal with a lot of shit and uh, we've got a lot of things going between our ears and that mental game of detailing really can play a heavy toll uh, on the production of our business, depending on how we're doing in that mental game. And I know last time we talked, man, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, talk to us today. Last time we talked, it was over, uh, well, you had a pretty much, uh, well, let's call it like it is a panic attack, right? Uh, yep. Dealt with a lot of anxiety, dealt with a, a lot of that. And so um, really appreciate the story that you shared and, and how you invested into the community with that. We want to pick your brain and understand, though, today uh, we are, we're going to be diving this week on the podcast into talking about, oh, not exactly something that every male really, uh, it's not exactly on the top of our list to talk about the insecurities of, uh, of ourselves. But, uh, well, there's many of us that uh, are insecure about things, uh, personal and in business, and well, when we're thinking as detailers and we think of insecurities, we've got to understand that the insecurities that we have definitely impact our detailing business. So uh, Josh, well, you know, diving into insecurities that we're seeing across the board, uh, let, let's go ahead and dive into the one that uh, we both know is out there. One that we're gonna talk heavily on the podcast. Uh, it's the insecurity of what are other people going to think about my work? Uh, is that something that, let's just, just go into the, the forefront of the question, Josh. I mean, is that something that you've struggled with? Have you, have you had a time in your career where you were more concerned about, uh, about what other people thought, other detailers? It, maybe, maybe the, the work that you turned out, you, you weren't sure how somebody was going to comment or, you weren't sure what somebody was going to say. Is that, has that ever been a struggle for you? Yeah. So I specifically remember a time, I don't know if you recall it, when we were in uh, the shop over on Broadway and we shot a video and you and I both said the same thing about uh, a specific model we had in there, the way she was touching the car and we stopped the photo shoot to say, hey, don't do that because all that's going to happen is other details are going to light us up in the comments because that's not the right way to do it. So true. You remember that? So true. So guilty, guilty, yeah, guilty. It happens, man. 
And I, you know, I, I think it's a, I think a lot of it comes from like, I just don't want to hear it at all. Cause I know there's just negative people are just going to hop on and just say stupid stuff like, Oh, well that towel should be facing the, the other direction. We're just, we're overcritical by nature. That's who detailers are, man. We're, we're just hypercritical people. Um, and so I think that that kind of always lingers in the back of my head. Um, but past like the vanity things of like a picture or whatnot. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a real battle in our head of a lot of times in the end, we're letting other business owners or other people just from social media dictate how we run our business because we allow what they say or they think or what we think they think to determine how we do something or how we run our business or if we're going to take a picture this way or a picture that way. Yeah, that's going to say, let's go into some examples. I mean, what, what exactly are you talking about? Uh, definitely let's go into pictures. Uh, yep. And, uh, you can definitely see the way some people take pictures to, you know, let's, it's called it like it is. It, it really makes the car stand out a lot better than uh, it might in full sun or under direct light. It depends on the shadows and depends on the shades in which they do it. Yep. You know, why do they do that? Is it for marketing? Is it so that their customers or prospects will, will uh, you know, think that uh, the car is doing away or how many of them do it based on fear of what another detailer might say of their work? Yep. So I can tell you that a customer is not going to notice half the things that I retake pictures for. Um, if I see like a small scuff or a small swirl or something, I won't post it. Um, and it's because I know that other detailers are looking at my products or, you know, my, my posts or I guess my product that I'm putting out to everybody on social media. Um, so I can tell you specifically pictures. A lot of guys will want to make sure that they take like a sun shot, but they'll only show you one small spot of it, or they'll take like that right by the side of the car, you know, right down the side of the car, take the picture of the car disappearing, um, the invisible car, um, you know, just to make the car look better. Uh, lots of heavy filters on, on Instagram. I've seen, um, I edit a couple of my pictures just because I like the way it looks. Um, you know, some people can take that for what they want. Some people say we edit them for different reasons and that's fine. Um, but you know, ultimately, I feel like I, as well as most other detailers, take pictures to impress other detailers instead of taking pictures to impress our customers. And I think it's all due out of fear, man, from one another. What's somebody going to say? Who's going to pick on me? Who's going to say something? Um, but it, it it usually comes out in the pictures because it's the most vulnerable place for somebody, you know, spots something wrong with your work and critique it. Yeah. So a story that I'm will share in the podcast. Uh, so everybody will need to listen to the episode coming up on the Pines and Polishing podcast. Uh, there's a certain story I'm going to share about training where people are asking, hey, you know, are, are you going to coat a car and not polish it? I say, you know, yep. let's, let's dumb it down. The answer is yes. I'm going to do what the yep. customer is willing and wanting me to do. They're the ones paying. But the question and basically the underlying fear that happened was, well, I can't do that because what if another detailer sees my work? Wow. I mean, they are then determining the way they run their business based off of fear, based off of a, uh, well, a concept of, well, what is somebody else going to say about me? And so that's, that's a big insecurity that I, I guarantee yep. is impacting a lot of different detailers. And how many times do you think like somebody is paid for, like a one-step polish and I'm guilty of it 
and I thought, man, I really want this car to look perfect because this guy just told me he's going to a car show tomorrow. And I over-processed, took it to a two-step, maybe even sanding or whatever, lost money on the job just because I didn't want somebody to see my work as less than 100%. Happens, man. I mean, we're all guilty of it, and it's a very easy trap to fall into. But it's, you know, and I think it comes out of everybody wanting to be number one and everybody wants to be the best and have, like, nothing but exotic cars in their shop and doing the best quality work ever, and that's just not the – realistic case that's very small small percentage of of you know real world detailers you know that what is it concourse level detailing that is a probably one to two percent of the industry yeah i mean for instance i mean your shop it's it's good to have nice cars like you see there yep but then you're gonna mix in right you're gonna mix in the daily driver sitting right over I'm gonna there i'm gonna do a kia soul yep i'm doing what pays the bills now yeah Totally agree. All right. So the first insecurity that you see uh, would definitely be that. Uh, The second one that you see is very interesting. Um, And so I want to dive into that, spend a little bit of time digested because I don't know if everybody's thought of it that way. So go ahead and lay out the, what you see as the, uh, the second largest, or, you know, I guess the, the second biggest insecurity for uh, the detailing world. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, starting my own business, uh, not knowing anybody in Oklahoma, wanting to work on a certain kind of car with a certain kind of clientele. Um, I found my, myself in a position for probably about the first year to year and a half of kind of faking it till I make it, um, of posting cars like this Audi R8. Um, and that would be like all my content is I would just post really nice cars and pretend my business was, you know, full of these cars when in reality I was working on Kia souls for wholesale lots. Um, and so I think that, you know, in my head, it was, if I post this kind of car and I only show this kind of car, that's the kind of clientele I'll attract. Eventually it got me there, but you know, kind of at what cost. And so I've always been pretty fair. I'll post anything that, you know, that I think looks good. Um, but I felt this insecurity of needing to show that I was doing this kind of work to get validation through the community or through my peers or through my friends. Cause if I showed them I was doing Kia souls all day, who's going to pay attention to me? Well, and you could even look at it the other way that we've seen is a lot of detailers that have wholesale type accounts, but don't let people know that they're doing wholesale accounts. Yep. They might have the wholesale account at the Porsche dealership, but they're not going to say that they have a, a, a wholesale deal at the dealership that the Porsche dealership isn't spending what everybody else is spending and then they're getting fed work which is smart business let's start there smart business to go get work funneled to you the insecurity is of trying to say that hey we're getting all this retail but we're not doing wholesale work because well the way the industry's been over the past five years you can't do detailing Right. You, you have to do this specialty boutique crafted only yep. where the elitists get to come in. Right. I mean, that, yep. that seems to have been the premise. And so there's some detailers that are hiding that they do that kind of work out of insecurities. Yep. Cause if it wasn't as, you know, as bougie as, you know, if you, if you didn't have like the $10, boar's hair like soft makeup brush and you weren't swirling around the leather with like a foaming leather cleaner that comes in like a one-time usable like 
12 ounce little bottle, um, you know, and you weren't charging $1,200 for a car, then you weren't a real detailer. Um, when there's plenty of guys out there getting money and making successful businesses for themselves, in, in all honesty, this Audi pays less than that Kia Soul does. And as a detailer, that customer is going to be way more picky than that customer is. And from my experience, just mine alone, I'm not going to speak for everybody else, that customer is probably going to want to haggle with me. That customer isn't. And so about a year ago, I started figuring that out. And now I've got uh, a wholesale account with David Stanley. I uh, still work, you know, with Exotic Motorsports. Uh, and then I picked up uh, a dealership down on 39th Street. That, that's where that's from. Um, it's a buy here, pay here lot. $100 a car. And I'm doing 10 to 15 a week. Josh, you not, cannot do a $100 detail. How dare you? I mean, when it takes that's 45 minutes, why not, right? Not that's Dang, that's still $100 an hour or more. Um, you know, so, so listen, so you win some, you lose some. And that's the thing that most people don't get. But, but in my head, I felt like if I'm not doing this kind of work, I'm not a detailer. And if I'm doing this kind of work, I'm just a car cleaner. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, people say like, well, you're not detailing if you're not polishing the exhaust tips and pulling the wheels off and, you know, ceramic coating the door jams and pulling out honeycomb grills and all that stuff, you know, like at the end of the day, I feel like detailing is really determined by the customer. And that was kind of my, my aha moment is detailers don't determine what detailing is. The customer de like determines what my detail is. So if the customer wants to pay me for a wash and vacuum all day, then that's where I put myself in the market and that's what the customer wants. And that's what I'm going to deliver. And it's still detailing just because I don't have 600 steps on it. And it's not a $10,000 ticket. Doesn't mean it's not detailing. All right. So let's, let's close with some thoughts on, let's say we have those insecurities, right? Let's say we're one of those detailers that only post certain type of photos because we want somebody to leave a comment or we want that like, or we feel the need that on social we need to have. And trust me, I get it. I, I'm a firm believer of having a social citizenship and a, a real world citizenship, right? I mean, we both get that yep. from a mutual person that we listen to, Gary Vee, he talks heavily about having an online citizenship, social, as well as just an in-person type citizenship. And, you know, so it's okay that uh, detailers want to have a uh, persona, so to speak, that uh, people will notify, notice them as a certain way. Um, it's not what we're saying. We're talking about the uh, almost malicious style of making things appear better or uh, not, uh, not showing the full spectrum or you know, just doing things just because so that you can get something out, right? That all stems from insecurity. So if we're that way, Josh, let's say that somebody is that way. And you had said at one point in time, you were that way. So yep. what were the steps or what were the processes that uh, you went through that they might also go through to help them progress out of that mentality? Um, so I would just tell you the first thing that you got to like realize to yourself before you can start down that path is other detailers don't pay your bills. <laughs> I don't care how many detailers I get detailers all the time that like my page. And it actually makes me more mad when detailers follow me because they're not paying customers. They're not potential customers of mine for what I'm doing right now, maybe at some point down the road. Um, but I'd say the first part is narrow down who's your target audience. We talked about that in Georgia. 
Like you got to decide, are you trying to market to detailers or are you trying to market to customers to come in your door to spend money with you? And if you're trying to market to customers to spend money with you, you need to look at what's your clientele base. Um, you know, are you targeting people with a hundred thousand plus dollars of, you know, in household income or is your area, you know, you're in like, like Darren Chandler, Oklahoma, man, you can't post, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollar details. That's just not the that's not the market out there. And so knowing who your customer is, who you're trying to get in the door, will tell you what kind of work to go towards, you know, and ultimately what to post, right? And so if I post a Lamborghini and Chandler, it's probably not gonna get as much work as if I post a clean truck. It's just the reality of it, man. And so knowing your audience, knowing your clientele and knowing your your end goal of who you want in your shop and what kind of work you want coming in your shop is you know is the first step and the second step is tuning everything out the good and the bad mm. it feels nice to wake up and have you know 500 you know viewers on my story but then when i go look at it half of them are detailers and it's frustrating you know and um knowing that those vanity metrics are only things that help me decide what kind of content to continue to post or not to post but not actually internalizing that and saying like oh good i got 500 views on that story it was a good story but how like how often have you gone in dived in and understood who's actually watching your story because if it's only other detailers and you keep posting that kind of content you're gonna keep growing a detailer and audience and that's not a bad thing if you want to eventually you know turn that into a financial gain and start marketing to detailers but most of us are here to clean cars so i think that that'd be where i'd start you know and just you really got to look inward and say, what's more important to you, your reputation with other detailers or putting food on the table, keeping your business going. Yeah. I love it that you said that uh, detailers don't pay your bills. So they don't man. Yeah. It's a hard fact that uh, many of us, well, let's just say we struggle with it. And I, I get it. I, I, I think it's, I think it's both. I think it's the insecurity of wanting people to uh, tell you that, what you did was good and also the insecurity of well maybe not feeling in yourself that you performed you know it's, yeah it's and, what it is. And like for anybody out there that does watch this stuff that is maybe in that spot that wants to know if like a real detailer is critiquing them you probably know as well as anybody else i spend almost no time consuming social media like i don't consume other people's content so the yeah. people that are really in it that are real business owners that are here every day making stuff happen. I'm not on Instagram to look at your stuff. Right. Um, like you're getting other people that are probably going to comment on your posts and say negative things about it. That's the kind of people you're getting because I'm out here working. I'm trying to make my business run. I don't have enough time to sit there and look at your page and tell you what I think you're doing good or bad. Always help somebody if they reach out to us. But you know, the, the people that you really want advice from, I'm just, I'm just not out there all day. You know, if you do want advice from me, but also if detailers do want to pay detailers, my PayPal is, I'm a rad man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just nice. saying it like it, <laughs> nice little you felt man. like you wanted to. That's awesome. Venmo? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a Venmo too. I don't remember that one though, but you know, I'm a rad man at PayPal. There you go. I like to get there cash. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. All right. Besides PayPal, where do people find you? Um, so we're native to Instagram. So on Instagram, we're at uh, rad underscore detailing underscore Edmund. Everywhere else, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, rad detailing Edmund. How's that TikTok going? It's going all right, man. I've kind of, I kind of pumped the brakes on it to figure out what they're doing, if they're going to shut it down or not. 
Just stay where I, I'm going to stay in my lane for right now. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, who knows if they are. We're, we're pumping hard on them. We're, we'll have some here and there. I hit one the other day. There was 18,000. Another one went up to 27,000. That, that's the All most right. I've gotten, though. I know you, you're way beyond on that. Nothing else since then's hit, though. Yeah. And it was the dumbest video that hit. Right. But that's that's the that's the fun thing about it though, man. It's kind of like yeah. it was nothing but a few minutes of my time, and you know, got some exposure. It was cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I eventually I'll probably put some time into it. Just right now, I haven't just continue growing our, our organic reach and and whatnot. And we've been so busy that advertising right now is just gonna. T- I'm just gonna turn people away if I start advertising anywhere. So, um, it's been a good blessing. Good man. Congratulations on your continued success, and uh, we look forward to hearing. Uh, more as we go. Thank you for the time that you spend uh, with the community, Josh. Thank you uh, for talking through the questions of uh, insecurities and uh, let you get back to your family, man. Thank you very much for the time that you give. We'll see you, man. See you, bro. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. And let me just ask a favor. If you got any value out of it, right? Maybe there was just one little nugget that was good for you on the inside, was good for you on the outside. Hey, whichever way you tickle, right? Uh, Any little bit of info that you got value out of, would you please go share that with the rest of the community? Go onto the community page on Facebook, go onto any of the other Facebook groups and just say, hey, here's a great little nugget that I got from the Pints and Polishing podcast. I know the community would love to hear it. I know we would love to hear it. And I know there's a lot of other detailers that could also gain the information. So, hey, be active. Be a part of the community. Let others know what value you're getting out of the podcast. Hey, this is Marty, Total Solutions. Make it a great day.